0: Welcome, everyone, and welcome to the Reds Hot Stove League, post-caravan. Got a nice crowd here tonight on a crappy night outside. It's been raining all day. The only redeeming feature is the snow, thank God, is gone. Um, That's a lot to be said for that. I'm Marty Brenneman, and you are?
1: I'm Jim Day.
0: Yes, you are. Merely Jim Day. Uh, We're going to talk extensively about uh, our experiences on the caravan at the bottom of the hour because we've got the t- first 25 or so minutes jam packed with some scintillating baseball conversation <laughs> with people who know whereof they speak. One will be Sonny Gray, the newest red, will be coming up shortly, but as important, if not more so, is a man who helped to make that deal possible, and that's the Res General Manager, Nick Crawl. Nick. Thanks for having me. No,
2: I put my phone down just to give you my undivided attention.
0: We are well, that's the first time you've done that because (laughs) I spent three days on a bus with him and not one time when I directed a question or a statement (laughs) to him did he look up to make eye contact from me.
2: I figured you'd like. It kinda
0: hurt my feelings a little bit. Did you get rested up?
2: I did, yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be home.
0: You know, all the time you spent on the phone, obviously now we can say it had a whole lot to do with trying to make this sunny gray deal possible.
2: Yeah, it was, we spent a lot, of, a lot of time this weekend trying to, uh, trying to get that uh, finished, and uh, glad we got Sonny.
0: It's really kind of amazing to me when, when you look back on last year, and, and I, I, don't, I guess you could make an argument that Anthony Dees Well, no, you can't. You cannot call him a, a veteran. There was no veteran presence in that rotation from beginning until end. And now we fast-forward to today and due to what you and Dick Williams and everybody else in the baseball operation have done, you've got three-fifths of your starting rotation will be veteran guys who have been around the block more than once.
2: Yeah, and that's huge. I mean, just being able to – like even Luis Castillo to take some of the pressure off of him, slot him in the rotation where he's not trying to do too much, um, you know, just guys like that, just take some of the burden off of of, of some of the younger guys and and put some guys in there that, that have been good major league pitchers.
1: Sonny Gray is a guy that has uh, his track record. You look back at the years that he had with the A's, uh, terrific numbers, and then last year uh, struggled with the Yankees, and uh, there might be a lot of reasons for that. But uh, signing him to an extension, which I know was key to the deal, you weren't going to do it unless he he signed an extension uh, with you guys. Um, what leads you to believe that he can bounce back to the pitcher that he was a few years ago?
2: I, I think, you know, when you look at his, his peripheral numbers, uh, you look at the fact that he had like a 4-1 FIP. Um, and FIP, you better which, explain that. Sorry, which is basically your expected ERA based on h- how you did. Yeah. Um, you know, you come from that.
1: Marty's th- big on FIP,
2: by I the way. I bet you are. Um, <laughs> But, you know, we saw things that were very similar to, to years past. You take him out of that division and, and that league and, and put him here, and I know the, you know, the ballpark probably plays similar. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that he's um, – he, this is a, a, a better environment for him to pitch. It's uh, – being with Derek Johnson um, is going to be uh, good for him. I, I think that it's going to allow him to get back to where he's comfortable and, and someone he's comfortable working with. Um, and, and we – Feel that he's, you know, he's got the upside of, of a top of the rotation guy, just like he was in Oakland.
0: You know, with all due respect to the guys who have preceded him, I I can't remember um, in recent memory where there have been a pitcher or pitchers who have been so excited for a number of reasons to come here, but one of them all seemed to be the same, and that is to get a chance to work under Derek Johnson.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, DJ's been a guy that that people have gone and and really enjoy working with him. Um, and that that includes Lee Tunnel and Caleb Cotham as right. well. The entire group of, of pitching coaches. Um, you know the, the catchers are excited to work with with these guys. Uh, and I think I think I, I feel very comfortable with the with the coaching staff we're building.
0: Who's number one on this rotation?
2: That's a good question. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think you've got you've got several guys with a lot of upside. You've had have guys that um, that have pitched in All-Star games. You've got some younger guys in, in Castillo that have a chance to you know, push forward and and make a lot of strides. I I really think that as a whole that that the rotation is is very good.
0: If we can assume for the sake of argument, I know you you can't often do that, but, I mean, based on what we saw last year, uh, you've got two spots open in your rotation as we talk tonight, having acquired these three veterans. Mm -hmm. You have to assume that Luis Castillo is certainly going to fill one of those two spots. There's going to be a heck of a battle for who comes out with that number five spot.
2: Yeah, I mean – Disco pitched well for parts of the year last year. Tyler Malley pitched well for parts of the year last year. And I think that, you know, you're going to have some competition in there and, and you've got some guys that uh, that can move around, do some different things. But, you know, I'm excited that you have spots that people can take, but you also have depth uh, that you're going to use more than five starters. Sure. It happens every year. You, you, you end up getting to eight. Having the quality depth where you don't have to rely on somebody who's not ready to make a start is, is going to be huge for us.
1: Prior to the Sunny, tra- sunny Gray trade, uh, you and Dick Williams had said, hey, we're not done. Well, you proved that with the Sunny Gray deal. As we sit here now, are you done or is, are you still out there searching?
2: No, we're searching. We're trying to make this club better and figure out how we can do that and, and add players to the team. Um, you know, we've we've looked at uh, uh, some, some bench upgrades. We've looked at, you know, wh- whether it's uh, – uh, whether it's uh, upgrade some, some defensive positions, uh, upgrade the bullpen. We're, we're trying to figure out what we can do to make this club the best it can be.
1: Is center field still a question mark in your mind? Is that one area that you might be searching?
2: I, I think that we're, yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking for, um, I, I wouldn't say we're searching for center field, but mm-hmm. if we can upgrade our club in some way, shape, or form um, with a, you know, defensive, uh, defensive center fielder, um, you know, whatever it would be, I think we'd we'd be all open to it.
0: Now, now that you now that you've acquired that third veteran starter, does it make you feel better about um, the positive potential of the bullpen in a general sort of way? Because I mean, you know, you only have so many people that can start, and and you would think that based on experience and and obviously what guys do in spring training, uh, we could well see guys who started last year pitching out of the
2: bullpen. Yeah, you definitely could. I think the. What makes me more excited than anything is the fact that the group of starters we've assembled should be able to give you the innings so the, 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 the middle relievers, the, the long guys, the, the guys that are up and down, they're not going to be, be asked to pitch as many innings as this year as they were in the past couple years. Uh, you know, we had a we I feel we had a rotating, uh, uh, rotating door from here to Louisville with guys in and out that just weren't ready to pitch at this level and and they they weren't they weren't good enough and you know this year with hopefully the starting uh, rotation can give you a lot more innings and by doing that we'll push some of those guys to not pitch sure how much are
1: you relying on a guy like Derek Johnson I know you did with Sonny Gray but uh, is is David Bell Derek Johnson etc is that Guys that you're picking their brains, are they involved in these decisions?
2: Yeah, we have lots of conversations. I mean, uh, DJ knew knew Sonny. Um, Mm -hmm. Kurt Casale knows Sonny. Uh, Caleb Cotham knows him. Um, you know, when, when we, we have conversations, if, if, if you know the ins and outs of a player, it's a lot easier to make a decision than if you don't. And the more information you're going to get from reliable sources, the better off you're going to be. Um, it's not just, it's not just those guys. It's, it's, you know, we had Turner Ward, we made the Dodgers deal. He knew all of those guys. Um, you know, I I think the coaching staff as a whole has a chance to make tremendous impact.
1: You
0: see that his phone went off right there, and he's making sure that there it is. I it's...
2: looked at it. I did.
0: That's <laughs> that that announcement is probably going to be they've signed uh, Manny Machado. Um, <laughs> you know. Hey, Nick, uh, we appreciate your, you. Yeah, know, I, I think we need to make you a part of this program every Wednesday night next week. That's fair. Uh, next year. We, we, we've had you on more than anybody.
2: I've only been on twice.
0: Well, that's more than anybody. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> what can I tell you? Hey, we appreciate you coming with, on with us tonight, and. Uh, Uh, if we don't see you between now and then, we'll certainly check in with you in spring training.
2: All right, sounds good.
0: All right, pal. Nick, thank you. Nick Kroll, the Reds general manager. His view on the acquisition of Sonny Gray. And speaking about the man, we will take a break, and we'll come back with Sonny Gray by telephone from his home in Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. And we're back on the Red Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks. We appreciate all the folks who are here with us tonight. You heard the comments of Nick Kroll, who was very instrumental in, uh, in making a Cincinnati Red of the young man we have on the phone coming up right now from his home in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Sonny Gray, I'm Marty Brenneman, and he is Jim Day, and we're thrilled to have you on the phone and chat for a few minutes.
3: What's up, Marty? Glad to, glad to be here. Glad, glad to be able to call in.
0: You know, it's, uh, it's a, this, this ball club's front office has had a great offseason, uh, either signing or bringing on board through trade uh, like yourself uh, to give this club a tremendous veteran presence in its rotation. Um, and certainly the success you've had over in the American League was a guy that I think this club pinpointed for quite a while and finally made that happen. And it's nice to know that not only will you be around for in 2019, but hopefully two more years after that.
3: Yeah, more than that. I think three or four more years after that. and well, that I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier about it. That's, that's for sure.
1: What made you want to uh, – you know, the Reds were going to make this deal unless you signed an extension, and a lot of guys would roll the dice and you would, uh, you know, bank on a bounce-back year and then go to free agency. What made you want to sign long-term with the Reds?
3: I, I guess I knew that it was – I knew that it was maybe a possibility for a long time, for seemed like a couple of months now. Um and and I and we kept going. Um, you know, I feel like I've been banging my head against the wall for a while. Um but it just I, I talked to DJ and I talked to David um I talked to David and I talked to I talked to Dick and, and you know, it just it just I just felt extremely comfortable and I felt and I felt like it was
0: Has that call been dropped? Mike Mills? Oh, um, there you are. We thought we lost uh, you for a moment, Sonny. Go ahead.
3: Oh, sorry. I'm, uh, I'm actually right now, I'm, I'm currently, I promised my four-year-old, his birthday is on Sunday, and I promised him i am taking him to a Vanderbilt basketball game. Dern and, right. of I don't course, there's torrential downpour here in Nashville right now, so we're, we're kind of making our way into the basketball game now. Um, so if I keep losing you, I'm sorry about that. That's I okay. uh, I'm, I'm trying my best here.
1: I was uh, on the conference call that you had with the media, um, and a couple of things really stood out. One was uh, your dad says he would be. You said your dad would be looking down from heaven, smiling because he was a Reds fan. I mean, you're a Tennessee guy, um, and he had a Reds hat wherever you went. Correct? Uh, how happy would pops be?
3: Oh, uh, he would be ecstatic, and I know he is. And um, just my family in general is. is my family is just overly just overly joyous of, of, of this opportunity and uh, this opportunity to have ahead of me in the next journey in, in, in my baseball career. And, yeah, my dad was – I mean, without my dad, I mean, he was my coach. I mean, he was my coach since I was from, – from when I was four until, you know, until he passed away. So uh, this is just – you know, for me, this is something that I just – um I just couldn't be more happy about and, and more ecstatic and, and, and ready to, to get in, get in Cincinnati, go to Goodyear, and, and, and get to work. And it's—I uh, threw a bullpen this morning. DJ was there. Like I told y'all, Kurt was there. I—I uh, I beat Kurt up a little bit, you know, just messing around with him. Uh, but no, it's—it's it's a good situation for me. And I, like I said, I, I just can't—I just can't wait to get this thing started.
0: You know, you mentioned Kurt. Uh, that's Kurt Casale, the Reds' uh, one half of a, a very, very good catching tandem on this club, and. Uh, he was on my leg of the caravan. We were in Nashville on on Friday night. I don't know, next to you, he might be the most happy guy on earth that you're now wearing a Cincinnati uniform. He just gushed about you for, for 48 hours on that bus.
3: We've got one of those relationships. Like I said, Kurt, Kurt called me for two years in college, uh, and like I said, DJ was was here for, for three years in college with me, and it's just, Kurt, Kurt's such a good guy. I think I think Cincinnati's gonna really enjoy him. Um, his personality, just what he brings, and it, it, it's kind of funny that we're talking about that right now because just to get out of the rain, I'm actually standing right. I'm standing in the Vanderbilt dugout right now, um, <laughs> overlooking the baseball field. On my way to the basketball game, like I said, just just looking at the field where all that kind of went down, and it's uh, it's kind of a weird little moment here. Not gonna lie to you, it's it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's one of those things that you know, it just. Like I said, it just seems right. This is another one of those moments that just, be, just seem just seems right.
0: Sonny, uh, your career in the big leagues up until now has all been in the American League with the Oakland A's and now the New York Yankees. Uh, how do you view that coming over to a brand new league? Is that going to be tough?
3: Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I, I, I've, you know, I, I came to college as a as a two way player, so I think I think I might be able to, to handle the bat a little bit. I'm not going to promise anything. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to promise three or four homers, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I think I'll be able to handle the bat a little bit. Uh, I, when, I, when I was talking to, you know, to, to, Nick, to Nick the other day and to, and to Dick, I was saying, you know, you ever seen a, a switch hitting pitcher? Um, because, you know, that, that's what I'm about to do. And I, 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 they, uh-huh. they talked me into just staying on the right side. So I think I'm just going just to hit right-handed. But, uh, no, I'm excited about that. That's uh, for sure.
0: So you take swinging the bat uh, seriously then?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, it's uh, it, it, it's fun. I, I I grew up a position player, so no, this this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a lot of fun.
1: Speaking of coming full circle, you had talked about going to your first big league game in the early stages of Great American Ballpark, it was the first time you saw a big league game in Cincinnati. And you're a chilly guy, and you said there was some type of chili thing going on in Cincinnati. Correct?
3: Yeah, it's it's great. I mean. When you say, like, what do you, you know, what do you remember about your, you know, this is your first Big League game. What do you remember about that experience? And I remembered, I remembered Chili. So it, it uh, <laughs> I remembered, I, remember, I remembered that. You know, I was, I was a little, I was a little kid, but that's, that's what I remembered. And, uh, you know, I remembered a, a lot of things, but the Chili, the Chili was something I remembered. Um, I've always, I've, I've all, not, I mean, this is not just, I'm not just saying this or anything. I, I, I love Chili um it's one of my it's one of my favorite <laughs> foods my wife my wife doesn't necessarily love when i eat it um but it doesn't stop me it hasn't stopped me yet and it's not going to stop me you know, in the future well there's plenty of it here
0: you're not kidding pal <laughs> hey uh you're going uh you trained in o- in arizona with oakland uh, you went to tampa with the yankees now you're coming back to arizona do you have a preference which one do you prefer
3: uh, I had one spring training in in Florida, and in Tampa was was not it was not bad. Uh, it was a it was a cool experience. Uh, I enjoyed being, uh, being down there. I got into it. But I, I've I've always been a fan of of Arizona spring training. Uh, the the proximity to the other stadiums, um, just to, to get out there. And and if you can learn how to throw your breaking ball in Arizona, uh, you can learn how to throw your breaking ball anywhere. So. You know, as far as it comes to like the pitching aspect of being in Arizona, if you can if you can get down uh, your 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 spins and and you can make your breaking ball, you know, play there, then you know when you come. I I learned that when I when I was in Arizona, I could I could throw a breaking ball and it was you know it frustrates you and and you'd get it and you'd figure it out and then when I'd go to Oakland, it would it 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 would be it seems like it would just get significantly better overnight. Uh, So it it, it really as a pitcher, it really you know makes you focus and. And, and really focus on, uh, you know, on really getting yourself ready uh, in, in the right way. So it, it's a cool place. I, I, love, I love Arizona spring training.
1: Well, Sonny, we can sense your enthusiasm to be a Cincinnati Red, and uh, once again we'd like to welcome you to Cincinnati Red's organization. We're going to let you go so you can do your fatherly duties. Enjoy the basketball game tonight, and we will see you in Goodyear, Arizona. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs>
3: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to be there. I'll I'll, I'll see you all there. That's for sure. All right, Sonny. Thanks very much.
0: Sonny all right, Gray, one y'all. of the, the newest Cincinnati Red. We look forward to seeing him in Arizona. We are uh, at the halfway point in this program. People here have any questions. They can line up and fire them, or uh, we'll just kill the next 25 minutes, whatever the case might be. <laughs> this is the Reds Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks, and we'll be back in a moment. And we're back. Uh, we want to extend our thanks to Nick Crawl and to Sonny Gray for taking time to be with us tonight. I guess we should make the mention now before we forget about it, and that is that next Wednesday night we will not, underline not, be here at the Holy Grail because there's a, uh, there's a clown show over in the Coliseum, <laughs> and they go by the name Metallica. They'll be uh, in the Coliseum next Wednesday night, so we won't be here.
1: I don't understand why they don't want you to mesh with the Metallica crowd.
0: We don't have a whole lot in common. <laughs> Believe me. I think you would be big. They uh, were yeah. in our clubhouse one I told. I you. know.
1: Yeah, Dibble brought Way them back, in. Way
0: right? back, Rob Dibble brought them in the clubhouse uh, back in, I don't know, the early 90s. Uh, we had, uh, over the years, I was thinking the other day, we had the Steve Miller Band there one time. We had Chicago there one time. We had uh, Metallica.
1: Eddie Vetter from Pearl Jam was
0: in there? He was there. And, of course, way back was the never-to-be-forgotten uh, appearance at Dodger Stadium in the clubhouse one night from Jonathan Winters, who put on uh-huh. a spontaneous stand-up comedian thing that was one of the all-time classics. Oh, I, I mean, so, you know, we've had some people. We, uh, we had Dick Cheney on opening day. Who's seen Vice? Anybody seen the movie Vice? He's not a nice guy. Not a nice guy. But that's another story.
1: We're in the studio next week.
0: Yes, we are. Be like we'll be in the studio for you. next week and then two weeks from tonight we'll be back here and we'll be here continuously up until uh, it, we uh, are all gathered in spring training, which we'll do from all over the state of Arizona, depending upon where the Reds are playing on that particular day. And then, of course, uh, the grand finale will be the night before opening day. Here uh, at the Holy Grail Banks that Wednesday night, and then we open the season on Thursday uh, right across the street. Now, uh, how about your experience in the caravan? Was it uh, a positive one? I know, uh, granted, uh, I will say it because you won't, but uh, you are not a part of the Rockstar Group. We well, understand yeah. that. And I, I know that everybody has to qualify their answer. Uh, sadly, with uh, Sherry Rowland, was uh, sadly, with the knowledge that they were not there. But having uh, that aside, did you have a good time? Well, I
1: I loved the reaction when I Eugenio Suarez was on our leg when we tried to explain to him that some other group besides the one he was in was known Certainly. as the rock star yeah. group. When he's one of the stars, not only on the Reds but in all of Major League Baseball. Indeed. And Scooter Jeanette, for that matter, too, was you know his group could be a rock star group. Well, that's
0: a matter but, of that's a matter of. Speaking. But you know,
1: some things are self-proclaimed, but that that's all right.
0: No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> let it be known. Oh, you guys let it be known. No, let, let one thing be known. You can, you can poo poo it all you want to. In Louisville. Oh, yeah. Set an all time record.
1: Yeah. You guys had to say like an hour and a half extra. An hour right?
0: and 15 minutes longer just than we were supposed to be there just to check out. And that's Great Reds credit. Country
1: down there in Louisville.
0: Yes. They, well, it's a Great Reds Country for uh, the Rockstar Group. Well,
1: let's face it. You had you made... Clowns
0: never had that many.
1: No, we have a lot in – when we rolled through with Corky Miller one time in Louisville.
0: Well, that's a good reason. Yeah. That's a good reason. Well, let's
1: face it. Your announcement made your stops bigger, and rightly so. I
0: don't
1: think that. uh, Oh, come on. I know, truly. Now, my experience on the caravan was good. It's always great to go out there and look people in the eye. You know, we see fans from afar, but it's nice to look them in the eye, shake their hand, and tell them personally, thank you. Yeah, they, and you're I, right. I signed a lot of things and depreciated the value of a lot of pieces of paper and baseballs and all kinds of stuff. But um, speaking of which, though, I know you, you're not going to talk about it, so I, I'm going to talk about it. A week ago today you made – I may, don't want to talk about I know. That. I'm not asking you to rehash this is your final season. Yeah. I want to know, though, the outpouring of affection that has come your way over the last week. Has it overwhelmed you? Well, well, that's what I uh, want to
0: know. Thank you. As as the the point I made, um, and I've said it more than once, you know, back when I went into the broadcaster's wing of the hall in 2000, that was before cell phones and before social media. And Johnny Bench called me that day and said, do yourself a favor, get a legal pad and write down every person you hear from, whether it be phone call, whether it be a card, whether it be a letter, whatever, however they communicate with you, write them down because they are the people that really care about you. People that don't like you think your work stinks, uh, whatever the reason, uh, they're not going to contact you, but the people that think something of you will take the time. And I was overwhelmed by, um, by all the people that I heard from by former players and, and of course a lot of fans and, uh, uh, I know people say, well, there he goes. He's name-dropping again.
1: No, this is not name-dropping at all. In Al, this instance, it is not.
0: Al Michaels called me on the phone. We talked for almost 30 minutes uh, while we were on a bus going down a two-lane road somewhere in the state of Kentucky. He's and, jealous of your rings. He was. He, he he's, he's still, he's still <laughs> hot over the fact that I got two World Series rings. He never got one. <laughs> and we had it, a great conversation. It worked out for him. It though. did. And then I got a call from Vince Scully, and I for some reason I didn't take it. And he and I talked for 30 minutes on the phone uh, day before yesterday. And, and people like that. And a lot of guys that, you know, we work with uh, even today. Um, my favorite guys, Dwayne Kuyper and that bunch in San Francisco. So it was really, really nice. And I can't thank uh, all the people enough uh, to take the time and, and, and contact me and say the nice things that people have said about me. Uh, now All can, deserved. Uh, All deserved, my friend. Uh, thank All you. Deserved. I appreciate that. We're going to go to a break. We've got Chuck, who has very patiently stood by. Thank you, Chuck. And this baby that he wants to talk to is hot. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And Chuck will get to you. Hang with us. We're back with the Holy Grail, uh, with the uh, Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. In just a moment.
1: Sign up your son or daughter for the coolest club in all of Reds country. For only $30, your child can become a Reds Heads Kids Club member and get an exclusive backpack, jersey, Joey Votto bobblehead. Free Reds tickets, members-only experiences, and more. Purchase today at Reds.com slash kidsclub. Along with Hall of Famer Marty Brennaman, I'm Jim Day. It's the Reds Hot Stove League. We're live at the Holy Grail Banks presented by Budweiser and UDF. We have time for you to... Be a part of the show, 513-749-1360, 513-749-1360, and we have someone standing by.
0: We certainly do.
1: Chuck from Cincinnati. Chuck, what's on your mind? Hey,
4: Marty, this is for you. Uh, I just want to tell you real quick that I've been listening to you and Joe. started back in the 70s when I was a young kid and and been listening all that time, and you guys were the best by far in my book, and I hate to see you go. I hate to you go. It's not going to be the same without you. I appreciate it. And um, I got a Joe Nuxall baseball ball card, and I didn't know if there's any way I to, that I could get that to you for to sign it. I thought that would be kind of neat. I don't know. I hate to bother you.
0: No, all you got to do, quit. All you wait till the season starts, and we're back from Arizona, and send it to me at the ball club and send a st- self-addressed stamped envelope, and I will sign it, put it in that envelope, and mail it back to you.
4: I appreciate it very much, Marty. You're, right, you're one of my favorites, you and Joe. But anyway, my question was about uh, Joey Votto, real quick. I don't really have anything against Joey. He's a good player, but I think he—he, he, I don't know. We're paying him an awful lot of money, and he's not coming through. And I think we – how do you feel about maybe, I don't know, get getting rid of him and getting some kind of more pitching? Uh, we're paying him quite a bit of money, and we're he's not – not, I don't know. I,
0: well, if, the, if the club him? had any idea about trading him, it, it would be admittedly tough because he's got a fide Across the board, no trade clause in his contract. You'd have to get permission from him uh, to trade him anywhere. A lot of guys have 10 teams that they would not allow the club to trade to. In his case, he, he would have to approve any deal uh, that they make. And probably, you know, you're talking about trading him. I think he might be a bit premature. I, and I do believe that 2019 is a very important year for him because by his own admission, his season last year was not up to Joey Votto's standards. So um, I think we all feel like he's going to bounce back uh, and become a, a, a big part of what is going to be a very, very good offensive baseball team.
1: You could, I guess you, if you go off of last year, yes, maybe. But to say that he hasn't come through is, is craziness. I mean, come on. We're talking about one of the best hitters in baseball. Would we perhaps like him to swing – a little more with runners in scoring position or a guy on third base and less than one out. Maybe there's arguments to be had. But to say that he hasn't come through, come on. We're talking about one of the best hitters ever in a Reds uniform. So let's not just say, hey, we need to get rid of him. It's, that's crazy talk to me.
0: Anything else, Chuck? Nice talking with you.
1: Sorry. I'll be all right.
0: Yeah, we got it here. We, go. we we're, we're thrilled to be working with Mike Mills tonight. One of the real professionals in this business in Anderson Township. Tom, you're on the hot stove, leak
5: How are you, young man?
0: I'm all right, bubba. You?
5: Good. Hey, um, the volume just dropped it for your people that are working the phones, whatever. Um, I think that um, <clears throat> Puig is going to help Votto. Um there's going to be – they're going to surround him now, and I'm, I'm not a bottle fan for the record. Um, I, I don't think you park a Porsche at first base when you can't afford it. Um, having said that, center field is going to be critical of what they do. But, um, Marty, when people are telling you, you do this, you do that, you do this, uh, as you know, I live in Anderson. I see you in the Kroger all the time. Plug. Yeah, I'm in there um, five days a week. Smile and wink at you. I never talk to you because I don't feel like it's you know want to stop and whatever. But having said that, relax and enjoy it.
0: Oh, believe me, uh, I will definitely relax and enjoy it. There ain't no question. Of, I've heard that statement somewhere before, but I will. And, uh, you know, I, people have said, well, has it be, ha, has it become totally impactful yet, the fact that you're going to retire? I said, it won't be until this time next year when everybody's packing up to go to spring training and I ain't going. Then well, it, we, will, then we, it we, will become a big-time issue.
5: Well, the irony in that is, ironically, I brushed with you, didn't say anything with you. The day before, and usually you smile and wink and nod your head, and you, we've done that for years. Especially after I think that your father died. I can't remember, um, but you were you were um, uh, you were trying to be conclusive about what you were doing, and um, I didn't know what was up. And then the next day, I think, oh, that's that's why he was like that.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And uh, if, if next time that we uh, pass Cross and Kroger, come up and say hello.
5: Well, we'll, we'll do it. And and it's, it's all good. Let's, let's smile and wink and say it's all good. All
0: right, that, not, I'm good for that, pal. Thanks very much. Appreciate you. All right, bud. We'll talk to you. Um, who do you think is going to be the number one pitcher in this rotation?
1: Who? People, a lot of people say, Well, they didn't go out and get a number one. Well, I'd rather have some twos and threes than fives and sixes. And that's how the pitching want six now. No, I know, but that's how a lot of them performed last year. Let's be let's face it. The the starting well, rotation. A lot of them perform
0: like sevens, but Well, that's ahead. what I'm
1: saying. I would rather have a bunch of two threes and fours than five sixes and sevens. You okay. get me? Oh, I got you. Go so once you get past opening day I'm not sure it matters who the uh the number one guy is um, – I would think that Sonny Gray's got a chance to be that guy again if he can bounce back. Now, for the future, they're hoping Louis, Luis Castillo develops into that guy. Correct. Um, but I would think that um, either Sonny Gray or Alex Wood would take opening day start, if you're asking me right now.
0: Okay, let's go from that to number five.
1: Let's go um, – I don't know. Sonny Gray, Alex Wood um, –
0: Cantor I, Roark and uh,
1: yeah, I, I, yeah,
0: Luis Castillo, and now you need one more starting pitcher. You got a starting- bunch of people that are going to be buying for it.
1: It's going to be, you know, guys like Anthony discofani and Sal Romano. And, well, let's not forget Tyler Malley, who and I still think. Let's not
0: forget Michael Lorenzen.
1: Michael Lorenzen, who uh, I think Malley still has a bright future. Lorenzen, if they give him a shot. So it's a good problem to have a lot of quality arms for one spot. And let's face it, someone always gets hurt. We hope that doesn't happen. But you need more than five starters. In fact, you need seven or eight of them. So these guys are all going to get a shot.
0: So, in other words, you are equivocating on me here and you're not no. willing to
1: you interrupted me i was going to give you my five but you interrupted. well then
0: him. shame on me go ahead
1: if <laughs> so we sit here right now i would line them up it doesn't matter how you line them up but gray and alex wood and right. i might sandwich Luis castillo in the middle of that and then come back with tanner roark a guy that uh, is your number four guy that's going to eat up a lot of innings um And then number five, uh, your guess is as good as mine. You can get fooled in March now in spring training, but it's going to be a heck of a competition if there is indeed just one spot available. Is that a good enough answer?
0: Yeah, you're still equivocated on me. On what? But you were not willing to stake your rep on who the number five starter will be.
1: Oh, you told me to name the one through five. Let me say Uh it
0: real slow one more time.
1: Get as we sit here right now, as, as we sit here right now, on paper it would be Anthony DeSclafani. Yeah. Okay. In the future, I, they hope that Tyler Malley is in that rotation, or Romano, or etc. I so, got you. On paper, I would think you would pencil DeSclafani in there. Okay.
0: All right, that's good. That's fine. That gives me some reference point when spring training begins and. <laughs> We watch these people pitch. and
1: Yeah. But I, as I said, Tyler Malley has a bright, bright future in my mind still.
0: Yeah, because you're I know you're high under, on him as well. No, I, I, you, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a Tyler Malley fan despite the yep. fact that he wasn't very good last year. Uh, but I think the elephant in the room is Michael Lorenzen. Yep. If they're going to commit, oh, we got a break? I thought we took that break. Well, I ain't done yet. We'll be back in a moment. We got about a minute to kill before we wrap this thing up we once again want to remind everybody that we'll not be here at the holy grail banks next wednesday night we'll be in the studio but uh two weeks from tonight and thereafter until we all gather in spring training where uh, the wednesday night shows once the spring training games get underway will be all over the map uh, but we will continue with it right up until the wednesday night before opening day and we'll be right back in here uh, for that final show that will be appropriately here at the uh, Holy Grail Bank. Jim, it's a, always a slice of heaven uh, just to hang with you, son. And uh, I
1: Sarcasm look, oozing from no, you. Thank are you. You, are
0: you. Are we together next Wednesday night?
1: I think it's, yes, yeah, in the studio. It is you and me.
0: Okay. Yes. Well, a, uh, sorry I asked you another question. Yet, um, I was look,
1: thinking two weeks when it's, it's Thom Brennan.
0: Look forward to seeing you next uh, Wednesday night. Can't wait. Thanks, folks.